Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and the Realm of the Mist Entertainment. I'm your host, Don Smith. It was so much fun getting to talk to the super positive Liz Priestley. You can find her in the upcoming film Concrete Cowboy. And yes, there are cowboys in Philadelphia. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter. Or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. Or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. The Life Radio Show is now brought to you in part by the Nurses Guild of Florida, experts in home health care. Go to thenursesguild.com for more information. This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner. All right. Hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. I want to start off by saying the, the Life Radio Show is now being brought to you in part by the Nurses Guild of Florida, the experts in home health care. Uh, we, <laughs> we are rolling along, zooming through COVID a little bit more, uh, hoping that we don't have to shut down again. But, the, you know, that... Let's go on to positive things. My guest is with me already. We have Liz Priestley. Welcome to the show, Liz. Hi. Thank I, you for having me. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost went down a bad route right from the beginning. Sometimes you, sometimes you just have to cut that off and say, okay, we're going this direction instead. <laughs> well, I'm happy to bring the positivity. Let's bring it back. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. That's, that's, that's what we need. That's what the world needs right now is as yes. much positive as we can get. We sure so, <laughs> so, so uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, uh, who are you? What do you do? Who am I? Who are yeah. you? We don't need uh, to get that deep. Just <laughs> I mean, you know, who are we really? We're, we're, we're not not we not as really? an existential being. Just just as 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 a human and, and an actress. Let just okay. No existential answer. Right. Okay. Uh, no, I I am an actress. Um, I have been. Well, okay, so here's my fun story, right? Um, I've been in this industry for a little over 25 years now, uh, mostly on the theater side. Oh. um, Yeah, which has been really great. I, you know, did my first play when I was, I'm not going to say how old, because (laughs) not a people can do math. Yeah, yeah, we don't, Uh, we don't, yeah. I was a young little thing. Um, And then, uh, yeah, kept it going. Also in there was a musician. I've played violin and piano. I'm also, most people know me as a singer, actually. But uh, yeah, I am. A little little bit of everything, which is is nice. I try, try to keep it, you know, interesting. Um, I went to actually, I went to school for musical theater as well. So uh, yeah. And then um, I've been doing plays in Philadelphia, where I'm from, and New York off and on for the last decade or so. And then last year, last August, I made, uh, I shot my first film. And uh, it was especially important to me because it was shot here in Philadelphia. And it's historical, uh, it's historically based. It's about uh, real life black cowboys that had hmm. existed in this country since the civil war right. and um there is a there are black cowboys in philadelphia which is partly what inspired this 
story. And some of those actual cowboys uh, are in this film as well. But the bigger deal for me um, on a personal level was that I'm making my film debut as the wife of Idris Elba and the mother of Caleb McLaughlin. If you're a Stranger Things fan, that's Lucas Sinclair. Nice. And um, yeah, it's it's been quite a wild ride in the year and ch some change since then. But yeah, that's that's my exciting little spiel in a nutshell. Yeah, that's well, that that's a that's a pretty good debut in film right there. That right. <laughs> Like, that's like impressive. I had control over it. But yeah, <laughs> I picked it that way. I planned it that way. You know. Yeah, my my debut in film a little bit different. I said two words and got shot with my own pistol. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's a little bit different. A little bit. A little bit. I in my debut, I got to, uh, well, I got to hug Idris Elba and ride a horse. So you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that that's fantastic. I, and the I want to go back to the Cowboys in Philadelphia because yeah. when, when I think of Philadelphia, uh, Cowboys mm -hmm. is not something I tend to think of. No, and I'll be honest, it's not what I thought of <laughs> prior to this. I I've said this to several people before. I I I feel a little bit of shame in some ways because this movie was my first introduction to hmm. the the black cowboys in general and certainly in philadelphia i had no idea this was a thing that existed in philly and um our film uh really highlights um fletcher street stables which is in north philadelphia here and like i said some of those some of those actual cowboys play cowboys in our film but you know the fact that this has been around in what essentially is my backyard for my entire life. And that this is the first time I ever even heard of that was a bit, Oh, I didn't feel great. <laughs> <You know? laughs> didn't feel great. But um, then of course, you know, doing the film, I got to learn so much more about that community and the black Cowboys nationwide. Um, and it really is, it's quite startling to really to to look at it as a whole and come to that conclusion that wow we have been whitewashed out of this oh. out of the history books completely um and you know it's it's kind of a shame but then the flip side of that is i'm super excited for the film because I want it to, you know, I want it to educate people. I want people to come away from this going where is that? Where can i find that community i i want to yeah. support them so so i'm hoping that's what the film does but yeah i mean i'm i'm definitely going to have to check that out because you you're absolutely right there aren't i mean there are a million westerns out there yeah yeah and they're pretty much all white and I, that's I, yeah you're absolutely right i couldn't name one uh film where i've seen a black cowboy i really before this uh, i really couldn't name one el diablo but it's kind of a comedy there you uh, go. Louis, Louis, Louis Gossett Jr. Louis wow. Gossett Jr. played it. Played the 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 star cowboy, and it's a great movie. It's funny as can be, but yeah. he he's not a comical character. Right. right. He's a straightforward bad cow. You know, good well good guy, but right. You know, and, tough well, cowboy. But and I don't. <laughs> I I know Louis Gossett Jr. is not a young buck 
anymore, although he's great, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know how long ago that movie came out. but That um, was in the late 80s, I believe. Okay. So, yeah, it's been some time. Yeah. I think we're I think we're due. Oh yeah. <laughs> to see some some black cowboys on the screen, and you know, I uh, I had heard the story that you know the re- part of the reason this film got made is because you know Idris Elba went to his agent and said, "I I want you to bring me scripts of stories that uplift the black community. Go find me something like that." Right. Um. So he was looking for something, you know, positive. And the director, Ricky Staub, um, is, uh, he was here in Philadelphia for a few years um, and saw one of these cowboys riding a horse past his like cab or whatever and stopped and got the story and met these guys and guys and gals, I should say, um, met this group of people and, and, you know, sat down and wrote a script based on a book that takes place in this community as well. Um, but it turns out they have the same agent. So, you know, he went to his agent saying, I, I have this script and his agent's like, great, I have an actor who's interested, Idris Elba. So that's how that, you know, ended up coming to be. But I just think that's so cool that they were both sort of in a way looking for the same type of project and that it nice. just happened to everything just happened to line up in that way so yeah, yeah that's that's a rare thing in film i think <laughs> and, and that's just... first film his first feature film so it's oh. like you know for me it was like oh this is my birth- first big thing it's his first big thing really um and caleb too this is his first you know starring role in a film because he's you know done tv and stuff so the three of us were you know kind of geeking out a little bit at certain <laughs> points because it was just like this is so exciting you know so uh, we're all in the same boat in a, in a way which is cool but, yeah and this is concrete cowboy is the name of this mm-hmm. one. okay concrete cowboy yeah the book is called ghetto cowboy and uh they changed the name for the film so concrete cowboy yeah and it just uh debuted at the toronto film festival three weeks ago and got some really nice reviews coming out the gate i mean i'm excited because it sounds like everyone who saw it was really excited about it so awesome awesome that definitely sounds interesting i'm 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 gonna have to look up the philadelphia cowboys anyway because yeah i'm a philadelphia eagles fan and i hate the dallas cowboy (laughs) yeah we we, we just don't talk about them (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) well you know it's funny because so yeah we shot this last august so for about a year i was googling everything i could to see if there was any news you know about the film and every time i put in you know <laughs> philadelphia and cowboys philadelphia you're gonna cowboys, get <laughs> you know, philadelphia movie concrete cowboys er, well even if you put in concrete cowboys philadelphia for like a year it it would take me to some article about um dallas cowboys yeah. uh practicing in a concrete you know stadium or something i'm like wrong concrete wrong yeah, cowboys exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. D- dallas is the wrong cowboys for a lot of reasons for a lot of, reasons <laughs> and for a lot of people absolutely <laughs> especially yeah, in the nfc <laughs> <laughs> but no thankfully this film has nothing to do with the dallas cowboys. right no right. this is this is philly all the way and um 
it's cool because you you'll you'll see you know familiar neighborhoods if you're from here you will see we shot it in the heart of philly so uh it, it's pretty cool it's pretty cool nice nice uh, yeah <laughs> definitely sounds cool now, now you said you started out in theater mm-hmm. and I, I always have to ask if I have a theater actor that turned film actor or vice versa, I always have to ask, which do you like most? I, you know, film was always my passion since I was a kid. So for me, it, it's just no comparison. And I, I, a lot of actors that I've talked to about the difference, they all say they prefer the stage and most of the time it's due to the immediate audience the, feedback the instant gratification yeah yeah um i don't it's i don't enjoy that i actually like the repetition of shooting a scene and having time uh like having a lot of downtime I and mean, because that's what yeah. a lot of actors complain about is being bored you know oh, oh yeah I wait around all day yep. like, Hur- yeah hurry up hurry up and wait hurry up, wait yeah <laughs> But I mean, to me, it was like um, my my scenes were quite emotional because, you know, my character is not one of the cowboys, obviously. My character is a Detroit mother who has just reached the end of her rope with her, her out-of-control son. And so my thing is I take him and basically dump him on his dad's doorstep, the dad he's mm. never met. Um, and so that downtime for me was incredibly useful because I, yeah. you know, I spent it listening to music and going over my lines and really getting into character and really staying in character. So I actually really liked it also because it was my first film. I was, you know, chatting all the crew people up and just <laughs> probably annoying the heck out of them. But it was, to me, it was fun. And like I said, it was the, you know, it was really like a dream come true for me. And that sounds so cliche, but uh, so to me, there's no comparison. I just, it was just everything about it was just fabulous. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's a good take on it. Cause you're right. A lot of actors, I, I prefer the instant gratification of being on stage. Uh, why I started comedy because I never have time for theater anymore. Mm. In fact, that's the beginning of 2020. I was going to take a break from comedy to start getting back into theater and then COVID. So, <laughs> yeah, well, so, so much for that. <laughs> yeah, so much for that. I mean, you know, this, this, I, I feel bad complaining about COVID at all because, you know, I have my health and yeah. I, I'm, I'm here in my house and I'm actually, I'm still able to, you know, earn a living. I teach and I do all that. But, you know, when we were shooting this last year, it was like, oh, we're going to see me in a theater and we're going <laughs> to, I'm going to bring groups of people. I'm going to do like, you know, seven different showings and just bring groups of people each time and, you know, and then, you know, COVID. So now all that's kind of up in the air and that's a bit of a bummer. We'll we'll get, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. And then we can, we can get back to the wonderful things we all love. Absolutely. And this, you know, and in, for, for, for this film, it could be in some ways a blessing in disguise in the sense that, you know, if it, I, I, I'm not at liberty to say exactly what's happening with it, but I do know that, you know, there's at least conversations about it going to a streaming service. And if that, it does happen. Um, you know, this is probably the best scenario for that because everybody's home. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, 
Yeah, I take the good that you can get, right? Yeah, that, there, there you go, there you go. And I, I'm, I am, I am glad that we're back on. I'm, you know, we, I have some projects, and I'm back on set again, which is, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, been looking forward to that. So we, yeah. always try to keep things going. But yeah, the, uh, to me, the downtime uh, is kind of nice because I, that's, I don't get a lot of time to look over a script. <laughs> True, it's. it's for me, I, I am also a writer. This downtime has been like incredible in terms of the creative mm. boom that I've had. I mean, I've written a lot in this these last few, you know, months or whatever. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. You gotta take you gotta see the silver lining, right? In the in mm. all the situations. It's it's happen. it's always there no matter what. It's yeah. there's always something you can take from it that this is a good thing. Like I've mm-hmm. I've put a lot more into the show than I mm-hmm. used to because I went from two, you know two episodes a week to now I'm doing four, so yeah, and a lot of that is because I've had to do most of them from the house. Yeah, I miss being in the studio doing the show live on the air, but it's been an adjustment. But I'm I, it's kind of fun doing it this way too because I can yeah. sit here I can sit here have a drink in my pajamas and not have to worry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I teach, like I said, and uh, adjusting to teaching, I'm I'm teaching acting over oh, okay. Zoom has been an interesting challenge because I'm yeah. much more comfortable in the classroom where I can demonstrate and we can all be in our feet. And um, teaching acting over Zoom is like, well, how do you do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but it's forced me, <clears throat> excuse me, to get a lot more creative with my lesson planning and it's it's been a lot more fun because of that i mean like we're doing a whole unit on accents right now like that's not something i probably would have normally taught in the classroom but, right you know it's fun do, do you do a lot of accents i do i like to do a lot of accents yeah i, I you know i have to hear something no you know it's growing up um so I have a big family. I have five sisters. And um, when we were at the dinner table, my dad, my dad is also, I think he's secretly an actor. Not so secretly. He's <laughs> a big personality. But uh, he he would have us go around the table. We would do this thing. We'd call it an accent off and see who had the better. Oh, nice. And of course, you know, I always knocked my sisters out of competition. And that would be me and my dad, you know, showing down. And, and it was always just so funny to me that we did that. And then when I started teaching accents, I said to him, I was like, hey, all that practice definitely pulled off. But the, the funnier part for me is that I have a 13-year-old uh, daughter and um, she's in my classes as well. So... Like for example, oh, that's cool. The, yeah, it's it's really fun. She's actually she's quite talented. I'm biased, but she's well. <laughs> she's, she's actually quite good. Uh, no, uh, but what's it, what's fun is that like so for example, the week that we were learning British accent, um, we did the, our class on Wednesday, and then from like Wednesday night to about mid Saturday, my daughter and I the whole time it was like. What do you want to eat? Well, I don't know. I think some cranberry juice and maybe some chicken. Oh, 
all right, then I'll go to the store. Like it was just <laughs> for like a week, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, uh, <laughs> so we did that. And then, um, when we were doing Southern accents, so I try to take them, I try to do it in an order. I did Southern first because I feel like that's the one we hear a lot. Yeah. For where we are. Um, and we were doing Southern accents. It, it was just like, after about a day, I was like, all right, knock it off. <laughs> you know, because yeah, I don't like, want to hear that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, all right, all right, knock it off. She'd be like, mom, mom, dad's on the telephone. You need to pick it up so you can talk to him. And I'm just like, all right, knock it off. <laughs> See, I, I have a lot of family from Tennessee, so I learned to do that accent just to make fun of them. <laughs> it's funny. So my my daughter's dad is from Georgia, and if I'm around him for more than ten minutes, you know, and we're having yeah. a conversation, all of a sudden I'll be like, "So, what time are you gonna uh, pick up Cynthia? Um, you want to just text me on the phone so that I can make sure that I'm there on time? Like, it's just you uh, know." And he'll look at me like. Are you doing that on purpose? I, mean, I, I can't yeah, help you it. Making fun of me with this? What's <laughs> I'm not making fun of you. I promise. You know, it's like it just slips. If anything, it's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, we we have a good time. Um, we were doing so. We do accents. We also do like regionalisms and dialects and stuff. Mm. And I try to throw some random ones in there so we just did the valley girl california dude kind of <laughs> regionalism this last ah. week and we had a lot of fun with that so. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i try to make it useful too we're going to be learning african accents in a couple of weeks and things like that so you know well this is be going traveling around the world during during a pandemic exactly. yeah that's during yeah, COVID, vir virtually see. virtually traveling around the world through accents exactly and i keep <laughs> you know i try to throw in a little slang in there or you know everyday lingo i don't know when yeah, I, I used to enjoy doing a lot of accents, and uh, yeah. somehow I, I felt as the more I don't do them, I lose them. Because British, <laughs> I used to be great with a British accent. I can't do it anymore. It always slides either into Australian or into to Scottish, and that's yeah. which are my two favorites anyway. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we did we did the Australian accent after we did our British accent. And <laughs> I figured after that, I said, you know what? I should probably split these, make them a little further apart. Yeah. Yeah. Very difficult for my students to, to make the switch from British to Australian. It was very Yeah. Cause Australian is like an extremely exaggerated British. <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> like a couple of vowel changes in there. You're not far off. So right. yeah, it, it's fun. I like, I like doing, um, things with kids, like acting things with kids because they're just, they're so hungry for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like in, in a way adults are when they're passionate about it, but for kids, it's like, you're just opening up a whole world for them. Right. And whenever they master something, they get so excited about it. That's the part I love. Like when, you know, when I have students, I say to them for accents, I say, if you can scream, cry, and read out loud in the accent without dropping it, then you've got it. And 
when they do that, when they yell <laughs> or when they read something out loud and they go, oh, I didn't drop the accent. It's so great <laughs> seeing their faces. They're like, I did it. Yes, you did. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the hardest part is to commit to it and stick in there. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Especially when, you, you know, you said one word wrong and then you go, wait, uh, and, and you want to fix it and then everything else drops. But. Yeah, yeah. I've I've had to do a couple of Russian accents for movies, which you know that's ah. that one's that one's kind of fun. I which I fortunately I, I love vodka, so I'm able to you know get right in with that. <laughs> I mean, I I like a Russian accent. I just don't know when realistically I would ever use it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe in voiceover work. There, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe that's, that's a possibility. Because <laughs> yeah, voiceover, voiceover works. Have you tried any of that yet? Or I have. Yeah, I've done. Um, yeah, I've done a voiceover commercial, and then uh, I, I get a lot of voiceover auditions. But it's fun. I, I enjoy voiceover a lot. I would like to do more voiceover work in the wow. future. Um, I'd love to voice a cartoon character. So would I. That's really what I've the closest I've got as I've got to be a uh, a farmer in a audio book of a audio version of a children's book that a a director I work with wrote. So (laughs) I'm I'm excited. This I did a commercial where I got to voice a sassy baby. That's how it was described. (laughs) She's like she's in a stroller. And she's describing the stroller in her head, but she's describing the stroller like you would describe a luxury car. Oh, nice. Using those kind of adjectives like, ooh, look at how this handles those tight curves. Uh, smooth as a baby's butt. Like, it's just, it's like, uh, you know, sleek design, slim fit, and easily convertible. You know, like all this stuff that you would normally say about cars but um you know and it's just you know she's like this little curly haired baby just kind of looking at everybody as she goes like yeah that's right i'm in the (laughs) next of strollers you know so i got (laughs) i guess that that voice that was really fun (laughs) i have not seen the full commercial yet though but yeah that was fun yeah yeah i I love doing strange voices i i when i first Actually, the first time I ever did theater, mm-hmm. I would had no experience. I was 25 years old. I walked into an audition. Wow. Just out of nowhere. And it was... That takes guts. It's Oh, it was terrifying. <laughs> I mean, it was community theater, but community you theater, everybody, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Nobody yeah. knew who I was. I'd never done any, not even in school. I just, I was not that person. Mm. And then I fell in love with it. But no, I... It was a, uh, it was called uh, Epic Proportions. And basically other than like the main three characters, everybody else played a m- several characters. Oh, okay. And I ended up cast in seven different parts plus the offstage narration. So, because I could do so many, I could do a bunch of different voices and accents. So. That's <laughs> I, a great first production. That, that was my first audition. I mean... <laughs> Way to be like thrown right in there, like, yeah. <laughs> you know. That's that's a sink or swim situation. Right? Oh, it was, it was because I, great. having never been on stage, I was one of the first characters to go on stage. <laughs> 
and no I'm no pressure, Don. Yeah, yeah. We, we we pre-recorded all of my voiceover stuff, so it's my voice booming over the speakers as I'm waiting in the wings backstage to be one of the first characters on. And yeah, it was uh, it was different. <laughs> probably just even at 25, if that was my first anything, I probably would have peed my pants. I mean, oh, I I love it. I would have peed my pants. I think what helped is it, it was a it was a goofy comedy. It was kind of a spoof of a play. So hearing the the silly stuff my narration was saying, I knew it was going to be a good show if we were getting laughs already. If you were getting laughs, yeah. So once I was comfortable, once I was getting laughs before I was ever even on stage, it's like See, they haven't even seen me good. yet. That's, <laughs> that's a nice way to kind of ease into it. But yeah, I mean, geez, what a situation that is. You gotta commit to that. Oh yeah. The show, you gotta commit. (laughs) Yeah, and I absolutely loved it. That's what. That's why I kept doing it. But I will say, after that one, it took me four years to do another one. Hmm. (laughs) You know, take the breaks. You know, but I wanted to. I wanted to do more. Just did the time commitment. That's the that's the theater thing. Is the time commitment? It it is. It's a lot. I mean, there was a point in time where I, because I, I, I really did take a very odd path to get to where I'm at right now. But at one point I was just like, you know what, I need to just get some credits on my resume. Let me just take anything that I can. And at one point I was in rehearsals for three different plays Mm. at the same time. And it was like the third one that I joined, I mean, literally, you know, at the audition, they give you the paper and you're supposed to like put the nights you're available or whatever. Right. He's looking at me like, are you, are you even available to rehearse? And I'm like, I will make it work. You know what I mean? But I was in rehearsals seven nights a week. Ugh. And I had a, like a four year old at the time. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's <laughs> impressive. I, I can't complain about how many times I was. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, 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 it probably wasn't very fun for like my parents who got stuck babysitting (laughs) a lot of those nights, but then some of the plays that I was able to, you know, take part in, some of them were like, Hey, we understand. Bring your kid. All right. No, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. But yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, because I, I stay very busy, too. I have, uh, I think, two productions going right now. One of them's about to start. One of them, we're about halfway through principal photography. Uh, I work full-time. I have a comedy club that I own and, and help run. I have, <laughs> I have this show that I do. Plus, when I get a chance, I, I perform stand-up comedy as well. So, yeah, I'm wow. I'm all over the map. You are busy. <laughs> You are a busy man, Don Smith. <laughs> I try. I try. And, and to, to think, I want to do theater again. So it's yeah. like, how am I going to find time? Uh, well, you know, I say if if you are passionate enough about it, you'll make it work. You'll oh, yeah. Work. yeah. You know, you'll be that guy doing theater at 6 o'clock in the morning, but that's fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> fine. As long as you're doing it, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, absolutely. It's, I think that about, you know, anything, if it's something you love, you'll, you'll find a way to yeah. get it in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, you sleep. I'll sleep enough when I'm dead. That's fine. Right. Who needs you know, in the meantime, I'm enjoying what I do. This is what they make coffee for, Don. It's right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I go, I go on the, 
I go on the set with a like a like a forty two ounce thermos. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, get yourself an IV drip, a right. bag, and a stand. You'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Just just. Not Hold not up. even coffee. Just just swallow. Just choke down the coffee grounds. You don't even. Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. And I well, like coffee, but like I can't. Yeah, that would just be. Just thought. I. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I, I really. Do, do you know they they make chocolate covered coffee beans? Have you ever had those? I yes. I That's, when uh, my sister, my oldest sister, was in college. She was in college. Yeah, she worked at a, a chocolate store in Washington D.C. And so when she would come home for breaks, I mean, we would get the chocolate-covered strawberries, cherries, and blueberries. The chocolate-covered espresso beans. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, espresso beans. It's, it's yeah, yeah, uh, it's yeah. A I think thing this... all together. Ooh, yeah, that, that's that's what I had. Like. Yeah, I had the chocolate covered espresso beans one one time. I was actually I was driving from West Palm Beach, Florida, back mm. to Dayton, Ohio. Oh well, that makes sense. Why you would get? Oh yeah, espresso beans. Yeah, that that is an eighteen hour straight through trip, and with yeah. chocolate covered espresso beans, by the time I got to Ohio, I was not even tired. <laughs> say i'm pretty sure that 18 hours felt like two and a half to you oh yeah now, now, now my passenger right? was ready to strangle me but yeah. Mom, yeah my mom was riding with me she was ready to she was wanting oh, to me no. stop and it's like i gotta get home yeah. She's like, never again never yep. got home at five o'clock in the morning fired up the lawnmower i'm ready to go <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Oh, you were like that. Well, no, I, I did. I did. Get, I did get home at five o'clock in the morning, but I didn't. I didn't mow the lawn. I, I passed no. out when I. I was coming down from the espresso beans about the time I pulled into the driveway, so I didn't. I didn't even make it into the house. I opened the door and just fell on the ground. And said, <laughs> I'm home. Yep, and done. My job is finished. Yeah, I mean those those espresso beans are no joke. Uh, no. <laughs> four, I think, and then you just never blink again in life. And you're good. Yeah. Yep, and that's and I'm, that's I'm how we huge, do what we do. Yeah, I'm not even a huge chocolate fan, to be honest with you. Um, but those babies, I mean. Yeah, yeah, they'll 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 they'll, they'll do a number. They'll do a number on you. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're going to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to we're going to talk about some uh, some exciting news stories. Some of the just the it's probably all fake news, but I don't know. I, <laughs> we're going to talk about it anyway and see what we can come up with that just might be better than the original story. So <laughs> so don't go, go anywhere. You're listening to the Life Radio Show. We'll be right back with Liz Priestley and uh, not fake news. Don't go anywhere. So. A lot of people ask me, hey, how do I stay cheerful and upbeat during these trying and difficult times? Well, the thing that keeps me going is just remember that uh, when it's all said and done, well, well, everybody, we're all going to die. We're all gonna be it's just you're gonna it's just you're it's over and you you just die and you're and uh, so you should just you know say hey screw you people I'm gonna enjoy myself anyway while I'm here 
And then uh, when I get to the next existence, we'll just figure that out when I get there. But for right now, I'm just going to have a good time. That's it. Have a good time. This is Michael Spedden, host of Foul Players Radio. Remember, just because we spell it F-O-W-L doesn't mean it's for the birds. As a matter of fact, every episode features interesting people with fun, fascinating stories about their journeys in the performing arts. Actors, authors, comedians, dancers, musicians, singers, you name it. We are a proud member of the SJ Network. Subscribe to us for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Castro, Castbox. You can find us at https foulplayersradio.buzzsprout.com. You can follow us on Facebook or on Twitter at FOWL underscore radio. That's at foul underscore radio. Give us a listen and give us a five star review. Thanks a lot, folks. 
Hey, this is Don Smith. I want to take a minute to tell you about The Devil's Apple, a new book by my friend William Morris. It's the true and brutally honest story about Bill's own battle with addiction. It was written for those struggling to overcome addiction as well as those watching a loved one struggle. In Bill's own words, you work just as hard to be an addict as you do to be clean and sober. You can find The Devil's Apple on Amazon.com and for a limited time you can get it for free on the Kindle app. The following is an announcement from the Nurses Guild of Florida. Home health aides or nurses invited in your home is an important issue family-wide. Where you get your private duty service is of critical importance. Did you know hiring a friend of a friend or even a recommendation from your church puts you and your family at risk for workers' compensation? A back injury will cost sixty dollars to $100,000 and a slip and fall up to three times that amount. Do you know if the caregiver in your home has a history of abuse, neglect, or theft? Do they have a history of drug abuse or have an addiction? The Nurses Guild conducts full level 2 criminal background checks. Is the labor law particular to home care being obeyed, or are you unknowingly setting up your estate for claims of unpaid time and a half? Why not get your private duty from a 5-star Medicare Home Health Agency, the experts at home care? You get properly trained and supervised personnel, workman's compensation coverage, criminal background checks, proper adherence to applicable labor law, all to shield you from lawsuits. All of our home health aides and nurses are fully screened, supervised, and COVID tested. Here at the Nurses Guild, we have nurses from every specialty. No matter what your diagnosis, we have the right caregiver for you. Call the Nurses Guild today to arrange your home health visit at 954-596-9806 for Broward County and 561-826-8937 for Palm Beach County. Remember, health care put off is health care too late. Stay safe during the pandemic. Wear a mask and insist those around you wear a mask. Wash your hands frequently and stay home as much as possible. Today we're teaching poodles how to fly. Come here. Come here, Fufi. Are you psyched? Are you ready? Okay. Here we go. Get ready and fly! Oh, man. All right. Hey, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. We're still rolling right along. We are ready for some news stories and possibly some some silly accents as we're going. <laughs> uh, Liz Priestley is my guest. Uh, so much fun having you on so far. Let's see what we can come up with with, with just crazy crazy news stories are we ready i am ready all right well, we're gonna start we're gonna start off in michigan so i don't know if we need to do a lot of accents for michigan yeah i was like i don't think i know what a michigan accent sounds like okay well, unless it's like upper peninsula michigan that oh would, well which yeah that that would be really close to canadian you know yeah. okay. really close to like wisconsin so wisconsin wisconsin, wisconsin. really cool really close nice. to, really close to wisconsin and canadian eh? Oh, there you go. We'll, we'll go up there. We'll go up there a ways. Is that okay? We'll All right. That sounds good to me. Let's, yeah. let's do that. All right. <laughs> uh, most people spend their lives trying to stay out of hell, but Airbnb is offering a chance for ghouls and goblins to become the, quote, mayor of hell, Michigan, that is. Uh, the community's self-proclaimed mayor, John Cologne, or Cologne, or I don't, yeah, C-O-L-O-N-E. It's not really oh, Cologne. Cologne. It's not really colon. It's not one thing or the other, I guess. <laughs> uh, John, 
We'll call him Cologne. Uh, yeah, John Cologne is offering up his title and his spooky lair in October, uh, just in time for Halloween. The title is purely ceremonial as hell is an unincorporated community, which we always knew that about hell. <laughs> I was going to say hell is- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna write hilarious. that down. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. Hell is an unincorporated community because that <laughs> that might be the episode title just for fun. That's <laughs> I want that to be your new podcast. Yeah, hell is an unincorporated community. community. <laughs> uh, it is technically part of the Putnam Township and Livingston County. So uh, Livingston, Livingston, hell. That's I'm living. Yeah, that makes Living total sense. Hell? Now, uh, come on. Did they do that on purpose? I think they did. I think they did. In fact, for those who aren't able to book a stay, they can still sign up to be a mayor of hell for a price on the community's official website. So you can, of course, you can buy your way into hell. That's. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out who's trying to be mayor of hell. Like who's paying money yeah. to be mayor of hell? Like I, I get it. I, I guess it sounds cool and all. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's yeah, it's it's a not, it's a it's a Halloween thing, I guess. Yeah, you can be That's the mayor say. of hell and stay because it's through Airbnb. You get to stay in the, in the mayor's house, I guess, and be the mayor of hell wow. for a little while for a night. So. I all I know is if I'm doing that, I'm putting it on my resume somewhere. <laughs> mayor of right. hell. <laughs> they don't need to know that I was Michigan. Right, right. <laughs> it's just, I, you know, they yeah, also that, need that to know it's for a day. That that would look great on any resume. Doesn't matter what you're applying for. Instant hire. Yeah, it says right here you were the mayor of hell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I was. <laughs> you read that right. <laughs> Where's my uniform? Like, the, you know, who's going to say no to that? <laughs> I don't know. Who's going to be uh, like, you know what? You're a little overqualified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, we're, you're with, you were the mayor of hell. I mean, we're a nonprofit. Ah. <laughs> I don't know if you're a good fit for us. I right. don't know. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is the this is a Catholic church. We don't know if you would. Yeah. <laughs> that might, that might okay. not get you they the job. They probably have right. the right to say no. I think right. the only ones that could probably be like just no outright. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, we're not, not interested. We have enough of that on here. Ooh, burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's let, let's see what other silliness we got here. There's okay. uh, Okay, th- this site froze up on me. Th- this is this is how you know I'm pulling these up as we go. <laughs> oh, oh. Because sometimes like, oh, no, sometimes the sites don't work for me too well. Yeah, uh, technology. Five foul-mouthed parrots have had to be <laughs> have had to be separated after encouraging each other to swear at a leak. <laughs> <food. laughs> uh, <laughs> the parrots named Billy, Eric, Tyson, Jade, and Elsie. Uh, Join Lincolnshire Wildlife Center's uh, colony of 200 gray parrots in August. Uh, but it didn't take long for them to ruffle a few feathers with their foul language. Uh, <laughs> uh, Steve Nichols, CEO of the Wildlife Park, said, We saw it very quickly. We were quite used to parrots swearing, but we've never had five at the same time. Uh, most parrots clam up outside, but for some reason, these five relish it. <laughs> <laughs> They are happy cursing parrots. I love them already. <laughs> I so 
I, I have so many questions. First of all, I think Elsie's the instigator. I don't know why. It's just a gut feeling. And well, no, there's a Tyson in there, and I have to wonder if he curses <sighs> a little bit of a lisp. Maybe. <laughs> that, that, is that wrong? Questions. These are the important <laughs> questions that are not being answered. Exactly, exactly. And Billy, Billy sounds like he might be a troublemaker too. Cause that's kind of, you know, if it was William, they'd be a little more proper. Cause this is, right. this no, is, this Billy. is a British story. Yeah. Oh, it's a, British it's, a story. it's in Lincolnshire. Okay. So yeah, this, so yeah, yeah if it was William, he would be more proper. That actually makes it funnier because <laughs> English swearing is, it's, it's wonderful. It and is it's wonderful. so, it's hilarious. And then, you know, like, so I'm assuming these parrots have human voices when they're doing it. Right. Right. And they would have to have a little bit of an accent if they were taught by right. British people. I think, I think they should keep them all together and then just, like, put on a show. That sounds <laughs> Like, why would you separate them? That right. sounds amazing. Well, like, besides, five I mean, British voices just going at it, and then you turn the corner and it's just a bunch of birds. Like, what? <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I love it. That is wonderful. Because I'm worried if they separate them, are they keeping all five of them in separate isolation? Right. Or are they separating them and putting them in with other parrots, just separating those five out? And also maybe then corrupting. Exactly. The because, yeah, that's, that's a domino effect right yeah. there. You're, you're each one of those parrots is going to possibly corrupt five more. I think and before long, you're going to have. 20, 27 foul mouth birds of foul, foul birds. Yeah. Yeah, because there are only 200 at the park, I think it said. There are, two, yeah, 200 gray parrots. Oh. So it's not going to take any time at all. Yeah, I was say, putting them in different groups. You're going to have all 200 of them swearing up a British storm. I give it two weeks. Yeah. And I'm buying. I'm buying tickets. Yeah. that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. It does. 200, 200 cursing parrots all in the same, all in the same enclosure. In British That's, accents. That is amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. We got to go. And you know, since, you know, since it's British, they can get away with words we can't in America. It's true. It's yeah. absolutely true. That's what, oh, how charming. That sounds yeah. charming. I yeah. think we go. Because <laughs> that's, that's the thing. You know, Australian accent or British accent, you can use the C word and it'll get a laugh. And it's, you know, it's classic. If you try it yeah. here, you're, you're going to get pelted with something. You, know? <laughs> you, can say, you can say mud in a British accent and it'll just sound like, Mud, like it's yeah, so yeah, surprised. yeah, something, something delicate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't step in the mud, the mud. Oh, oh the mud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see what let's see what else we got here. Okay. A U.S. teenager who has the world record for the longest female legs. I'm hoping they're her own. <laughs> she didn't get them from somebody else. Uh, <laughs> Is encouraging people with unique physical attributes to embrace them, which is good. Uh, Macy Corinne from Texas has a right leg that is 134.3 centimeters long and a left leg that is 135.3 centimeters long, which that translates to very long. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds really long. I mean, I, yeah. I she stands six foot ten inches. And it wasn't wow. until she was offered a custom-made pair of leggings two years ago that she realized she could have she could have record-breaking legs. Wow. That is wow. That is that's 
Those are yeah, that's long legs. That's, that's long. Those, those legs are like as tall as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Her legs are like my height. <laughs> yeah, that's You said she's 6'10? 6'10, yes. Which I don't understand why they say they give her height in English measurements six foot ten. But then her, her legs, legs are, are, are in centimeters. I don't know. Do we want to do the conversion? Do we... Well, <laughs> it's like two point five centimeters per inch or something like that. So. Oh, that's too much. Or two point five. Two point five. I'd be on yeah. Google right now, being like, "What's the conversion?" I don't know. I love right. So, so we're yeah. wow, we're still that's... looking at very long legs. Like yeah. Wow. Yeah. Custom, you got to get custom leggings. It's close. To, it's close to four foot of just legs. That's that's a lot. That, <laughs> that, that absolutely is. Let, let me let me uh, that's see. A I'm, person. That yep. That's that's a you know not a tall person, but it's a person. <laughs> I I had a roommate in college who was four foot one. I'm like that. That's Brooke. <laughs> Her legs. Or Brooke. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm looking at, uh, if my calculations are correct, that's that's over 50 inches of legs. Which now, how, how old is she? 17. 17, 17, 17 years right. old. Yeah. So is she, like, going into the WNBA, or is she... Uh, yeah, I would think. I mean, that would it would be a good use. I mean, she probably <laughs> just stand under the basket and just be like, just pass it to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's fine. Just reach up. She'll be all right. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I'm I'm trying to see if it shows what she's what she's doing. She she wants to she wants to go to university in the UK. Uh, mm-hmm. she she is playing on her school's volleyball team, but it does not basketball. So. Volleyball. Well, but I, you're still I'm you're you're well height, above the net. Yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming height is still beneficial for that. Yes. I'm not a sport person. <laughs> not so I went into the arts. Cannot catch a ball to save my life. No, um, <laughs> that's impressive. Well, good for her. I mean, boy, those are long legs. <laughs> that very very long legs. Very long legs. All right, we'll go. On, we'll go on to the next story. And the reason I'm pulling this one up is because this is called a news leak. That's what they have called this a news leak. Oh uh, in the in the uh, in the headline, I'm not going to read the rest of the headline because it'll give away the rest of the story. But it did say news leak. NASA's first space potty in decades, a 23 million dollar titanium toilet, better suited for women is getting a not-so-dry run at the International Space Station before eventually flying to the moon. It's packed inside a cargo ship uh, set to blast off late Thursday from Wallops Island, Virginia. Wallops Wallops Island. Island, Virginia. Wallops Island sounds like something that should be in Australia. Doesn't sound like it doesn't. That doesn't sound like a Virginia type of. No, not not at all. That's not uh, Wallops. Wallops is Australia. Wallops Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, barely 100 pounds and just 28 inches tall. It's roughly half as big as the two Russian-built toilets. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, question. we're we're that question. Yeah. Yeah, uh, at the space station, it's more of so a camper empty. size. It's more camper size to fit into the NASA Orion capsules <laughs> that will carry astronauts to the moon in a few years. 
station residents will test it out for a few months. If the shakedown goes well, the toilet will be open for regular business. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I would like to know, why are the Russian toilets so hefty? And also, why does everything in space sound so unpleasant? I, I, yeah. I, I feel like going to the bathroom any which way in space is... Yeah, you you wouldn't want to do that in zero gravity. No. That would be, yeah. I mean, if I'm going to a place where they have to, like, give me a specially designed toilet, I probably, I probably wasn't meant to go into that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know. I'm right there with you. I totally understand where you're coming from. (laughs) Yeah, I I've I've done a lot of camping. I've done a lot of outdoors things I when not. I was younger, and and you know, but still, in space, I, I can't I can't see a comfortable way. Yeah, no, it's, it's that's <laughs> like they have to design a, a special toilet. Like, right, like, right. I think I was meant to stay on Earth. It says the old toilets cater more toward men. To better accommodate women, NASA tilted. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, NASA to better accommodate women, NASA tilted the seat on the new toilet and made it taller. Um, I'm yeah, I'm I'm lost too. I feel like that would not be better for women. (laughs) No, especially on a bumpy ride through space. If it's tilted too much, you're going to slide off. That's not good at all. (laughs) I don't understand. Maybe I'm picturing this wrong. I I need a diagram or something. I don't don't think there's a, I don't think there's a right way to picture it. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really not sure on this one. This is i I'm at a bit of a loss. All, all astronauts, cosmonauts, all the people that go up there, y'all have my respect. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's yes. Yes. Just, just at the very least, I, yeah, my, but the, but this is a twenty-three million dollar titanium space toilet. Twenty-three million dollars. I'm yeah. I'm in a yeah. That's. <laughs> no um, idea. No well, idea. Why, I'm glad that. Women will be more comfortable peeing now up there in, in space <laughs> for $23 million. Right. Good. Good job. Very happy for you. Right. Yeah. Congratulations. You, you now have a. Our programs at our schools are shutting down. But yeah. better. I'm yeah. glad. <laughs> you have a taller, slightly tilted $23 million titanium toilet. Congratulations. Yeah. As the economy we'll find is, the money to as the economy is in free fall. Right. <laughs> sure, we'll yeah. find the money to do right, right. You know, any other kind of disaster relief. I, I mean, if you if you're going to poop on the moon, you're going to bring a twenty three million dollar toilet. <laughs> I actually if, probably Don would have settled for a ten million dollar toilet, but I'm fine. Whatever they <laughs> bring million dollars at me. That's right. fine. I probably would have gone to the moon to the moon with a ten million dollar toilet and been pretty happy. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I want them to be right, comfortable. Right, right. Well, yeah, comfort. we got to take care of them. I mean, yeah, we have veterans that could use better care, but I mean, yeah, we have uh, astronauts that that 
want to have a more grandiose movement, I they, guess. They need to be able to pee in comfort, Don. It's very right, important. Right. It's very, yes. This is an issue that has been plaguing us for decades. They need their $23 million toilet. <laughs> about time something was done <laughs> yeah yeah and that's an, that's another positive for 2020 is yeah. you know, the astronauts got their 23 million dollar titanium toilet well i mean yeah in all seriousness <laughs> I, i'm afraid of heights so y'all really have my respect so good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you your toilet <laughs> yeah, perfect perfect all right <laughs> all right well that's it for news i'm going to give you a couple minutes right now liz if you have any social media any websites anything you want to promote of course uh concrete cowboy hopefully coming uh, hopefully we can get to see that very soon yes but, uh, take it away and tell us where all we can find you that's a really big buildup for not a lot of information <laughs> honestly i <laughs> i'm very low-key uh no i look you can obviously you could always find me on imdb.com under liz Priestley, and uh you can also find me on facebook under liz Priestley. and right. that's about it because i don't do it twitter or an instagram i don't have any of that yet i'm sure that'll be coming but um yeah and then you know just look out keep your ears peeled for uh, or eyes peeled, right? Eyes peeled. Either way, either one way. of them. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Can you peel one. your ears? I don't know. I mean, yeah, look, if you're peeling your ears, you probably have other issues. But either well, way. I think you keep your eyes peeled and your ears shucked, maybe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <Freaking>. uh, <laughs> yeah, look out for for Concrete Cowboy. Um, yeah, the, it, the news is, is coming. I awesome. I can't tell you what it oh, is. Oh, yeah, but yeah. And then, you know, I'll be around other than that. But that's where you can find me. I'm, I'm pretty low-key. I'm not in a thousand and one places. That's, that's fine. That's the social media. They'll destroy you if you let it. <laughs> that's my theory. Everyone no. keeps saying I'm wrong about that, but I, I, I'm not sold yet. Yeah, I, I, I have accounts on – I don't do much with Instagram – uh, Twitter, I don't, yeah, I, I use it for, to promote shows and that's about it. Cause yeah. if you get on there for too much else, you're just going to drive yourself nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I do. I do check my Facebook often. So if that's, you know, that's probably a good way to find me. If you if people want to reach out, find me on Facebook. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. It's an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. This was really, really fun. Awesome. We gotta, we gotta do this again, Don. Absolutely. Well, yeah. When the when the movie's out, then oh, you can talk yeah. more. About it. I'm definitely. Yeah. I'm gonna be coming on, and I'm gonna be like, okay, I've got some news stories for you. Absolutely. <laughs> I got some titles for you, Don. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show. Like I keep telling you guys, if you're gonna keep listening, I'm just gonna keep making them. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com.
overwhelms me. A brutal presence overwhelms me. I can keep it going for a pretty long time.